0: Hello everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host Candice Paul and on today's episode I will be reading a chapter from my first book, Spiritual Warfare. Feel free to download a copy on Kindle for only $4.99 so you can follow along or read ahead. Each recorded reading will be clearly labeled so you don't miss anything and you can hear every chapter. The sequel, Spiritual Warfare Rise to Power, is also available. Make sure you get that too. So without further ado, Spiritual Warfare by Candice Paul Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Ephesians six eleven through 12. Chapter 5. Training. Jade had been training for a while. There was no way for him to know how long. Time is immeasurable when the backdrop is an eternity. There were about 500 souls in groups of about 50, each taking instructions from a demon. Some were practicing invisibility. Others were learning how to transform. Some had their eyes closed and looked like they were in deep meditation. Those souls were learning how to harness power from the devil. Azul was the instructing official of Jade's group. He seemed quieter and less angry compared to the others. He was odd. He was short, old, and balding. The other officials in Hell transformed themselves into the most splendid creatures, but Azul looked plain and boring. He had a blue hue to him, and he wore glasses. Jade concluded this must have been his appearance while living. For Jade, that was the only rational explanation as to why he would choose to present himself in that manner. You're aware that you've been selected to return to Earth. Azul said as he paced before them. When you return, you will have power which must be developed extensively before it can be used. This power stems from masterfully controlled and focused hate, Azul said as his eyes swept the room for their reactions. The greater level of control you have, a higher level of mastery will be achieved when manipulating the dark arts. You will have the skill to execute so much more chaos. Jade's attention was unwavering as he listened. Nothing was more important than what Azul was saying. At this moment, you are miserable, tormented souls who can only feel regret, despair, and restlessness. You have the inability to experience any positive emotion. However, hate can disguise true feeling. Hate is so powerful, it is the one emotion besides love that can consume a soul. Azul went on to explain that the embodiment of hate is Satan, and Satan would need to be used as a resource to develop their hateful powers. Hate on your own is not powerful enough. As a former human, hate is not a natural emotion, but a learned one," Azul said. Azul emphasized that the best demons hone in on what humans feel. The best demons understand human desires and then manipulate them. Azul made it clear that some humans were harder to manipulate than others. Do not make the mistake of thinking that all humans are weak, Azul said. Confused, Jade asked. Some humans have power as well? No, they don't have power, but there are some humans that have an awareness of the spiritual realms, either because they truly believe without knowing and can feel it in their hearts, or they know definitively, Azul said. Not satisfied with the explanation Azul gave, Jade prodded. How could people know definitively God exists or that hell is real? If these people do know, it would be impossible to acquire their souls. They know the truth. Azul was slightly agitated by Jade's assumption and snapped. It, it is very possible. possible. It, it can, can happen. happen. It definitely, definitely can, happen. can happen. Azul described situations where some humans passed on and saw heaven but were sent back to earth. He stressed that these humans were the most dangerous because they are trying to save souls. They are usually attempting to save the soul of a human who must make a decision that could affect the lives of many. These humans humans must be be eliminated. Azul said. A demon cannot tell who these humans are because they blend seamlessly into the population, but these humans can recognize evil. Azul assured the group that if they paid close enough attention, they would be able to recognize them as well. Jade wanted to know more. Jade did not want anyone or anything shortening his stay on earth. If Jade had to describe hell, there would be no words in any language that could completely convey the feelings of despair, in immense agony he experienced it every moment. He did not want to be there. Most humans question and are curious because they do not know. This leads them to investigate. They have the desire to just take a peek. Once they have, they are already deeper than they planned to go. And before they know it, they're lost. On the other hand, humans that have seen the light will try their hardest to avoid temptation at all costs because they know their frailties and also know everything that is at stake. This is the difference between humans who are aware and those who are not, Azul said. The thought of this triggered something in Jade and made his eyes turn red. These special humans could impede his progress and send him back to hell. The thought angered him, and he could feel heat rising within him. Just then, a shot of fire flew from his hand and scorched the floor. Jade was surprised, uncertain what just had happened. The group of souls studied him cautiously, their expressions barely masking their fear. Azul nodded with approval and commented, That is the power of hate. Now I will teach you how to control it. The lessons went on, and Azul's group continued to improve in their mastery of the dark arts. The souls had a basic level of mastery, and their hate was growing every moment. Azul asked them to sit down and prepare for the most important lesson. It was the lesson of persuasion. Azul made two holographic images appear before the group. Does anyone know who these people are? He asked. One soul responded, It's Adolf Hitler and Jim Jones, leader of Jonestown. Azul nodded. You are correct. They both sat at this very table and were given the same opportunity as you to return to Earth. They use no black magic. They only use the power of persuasion. They convinced humans to kill each other and themselves. Much of the hate they conjured up is still embedded in the minds of people who follow their writings and their visions generations later, Azul said. Azul could not stress the importance of understanding the nature of humans enough. He continued to use every opportunity to shape their understanding of this lesson. Ultimately, humans are designed for service. However, the irony is that they must choose service. Why would humans choose to be servants when they are free to be kings? Why would humans choose to listen and obey when they can know it all for themselves and create the rules? These are the questions we never answer for them. These are the desires mankind has wrestled with since the beginning of time. We encourage their natural instincts and desires that will inevitably lead them toward the wrong choice. We even encourage their intellect. Many times humans have thought themselves out of salvation. Understanding their desires is key to acquiring their souls. Azul was in his element. The souls were captivated by the lesson. Humans want to be loved, want to be accepted, want comfort and security. For much of these things to be acquired, there must be sacrifice. To be loved, you must also love others. To be accepted, you must accept others. To have comfort and security, you must be content with what you have. But humans want quick fixes. Humans want these rewards without the work. The effort or the sacrifice and they are vain. So very vain. How can a human love another when his greatest love is of self? How can humans accept others when they constantly categorize and judge by the most insignificant things? How can a human be comfortable and secure with what he has when his brother has more? This is where we come in. You see, they already desire these things. It is natural for them to do so. Therefore, we just show them the shortcuts. We show them the value of instant gratification. We emphasize the benefit of doing what feels good, while most importantly, making humans believe every problem can be solved on their own. But souls must be acquired swiftly once aligned with the devil. Every moment a soul is alive is a chance at redemption, a chance at salvation. That's a chance we can't afford, Azul said. Azul went on to explain how demons could kill humans. And there were three ways a demon could kill. First, a demon could kill by using the power of persuasion and convincing humans to kill each other. Second, demons could possess a human soul and then have the power to commit murder while hosted in the body. However, Azul explained that this act took permission from the human to enter the soul and a great deal of energy once engaged. There was also an element of danger. If the word of God were to be spoken while a demon demon had entered a human spirit, the pain would be unbearable. The demon would die and return to hell. Azul explained the final and best way to kill a human was to convince him to kill himself. Suicide. Suicide meant a human lost hope, no longer had any faith, and believed that the problem could be solved alone. Humans who commit suicide have no concept of a bigger plan and are so self-involved that their relationship with the world and others is no longer important," Azul said. As the lessons continued, Jade began to notice strange and dramatic changes that were happening within his body. His muscle mass was increasing his hair was getting darker and more dense. He grew fangs. As each moment passed, he became more and more like a beast. Azul also noticed this change. Jade was progressing much faster than the others. Misery and despair were hard emotions to overcome, but Jade somehow suppressed these emotions and filled himself with the hate needed become demonic. The day Jade had waited for arrived. It was time for each group to prove they were capable of passing into the world. All the souls were lined up. Some looked more like souls and others looked more like demons. This was the only chance the students had. One soul had very little hair on her body and still looks like a tormented soul. One of the officials asked her to transform into a doll. She did. Another official asked her to become invisible. She did. Then Satan created the illusion of a baby. The baby looked real as it crawled around crying as though it were looking for its mother. Kill the baby, Satan said. The soul closed her eyes and tried focusing hard, but she could direct no hate toward the child. She strained and tried hard to kill the child, but she was unable to do it. Look at me, Satan said. The soul was petrified. Satan approached her and placed his finger on her chin, tilting her head toward him. You You still still have light in your eyes. The soul quickly closed her eyes and continued to try to muster up the courage to kill the baby, but it was too late. Satan had already seen that she was weak. He removed the image of the baby and summoned Jade. By this time, Jade looked like a beast. He was about eight and a half feet tall, had razor sharp claws, and absolutely no light in his eyes. The officials asked him to do almost every trick and he did so flawlessly. Everyone was impressed except Satan. Satan approached him and looked into his eyes. They both stared at each other for a long time. Satan could feel the hate. Satan pointed to the soul that went before him. I want you to torture her, but be creative. Jade looked at Satan and smiled. Suddenly, Jade had transformed himself into a baby and started crawling toward her. Jade smiled innocently as a baby would. Then his face turned gruesome and he began forcefully and violently headbutting her until her skull caved in. The officials stood up and clapped. Azul remained seated, seemingly unimpressed by the show. Satan leaned down and whispered in Azul's ear, To be so miserable and sad, you sure do train the best soldiers. You really should start to enjoy your stay here. This is where you wanted to be. Satan continued clapping for Jade as Azul quietly exited the room. Jade noticed Azul leave down a dark hallway and followed. Azul, where are you going? Jade asked. "'I am going to my dungeon. You will be able to experience some happiness once you return to Earth. Congratulations,' Azul said as he continued to walk rapidly. "'Wait! I heard some things about you that make no sense. Satan never beats you. Everyone takes abuse from him, no matter what their level. You train his best soldiers and have been given opportunities to return to Earth several times, but you've declined. Why?' "'Why are you always so sad? "'You don't have it half as bad as souls here.'" Jade said, angered that Azul rejected the opportunity he had just killed for. Azul looked at Jade and his eyes began to water. Jade had never seen anyone's eyes water in hell. Azul told Jade to follow. When Azul opened the door to his dungeon, the room was freezing, colder than anything Jade had ever felt. It was so cold it burned. Do you know how I knew some humans were aware of God's existence? Azul asked. Jade shook his head. I knew heaven existed because I had been there, Azul uttered with a shaky voice. Jade was flabbergasted. He could not hide the shock written on his face. You have been to heaven? How did you end up here? Azul pushed his hand out toward Jade, silencing him. That is what I think about every moment. That is the only thing I think about. Azul said as tears began flowing from his eyes. Satan mocks me and laughs at me. He whispers in my ear and says, I am just like him because like him, I choose to be here in hell rather than in heaven after knowing and experiencing what heaven was like. Jade just watched Azul as his blank stare hit the floor. You are right. He does not abuse me because the thought of not being in heaven after being there is torment enough. Instead of just letting me sit in solace, instead of letting me endure the misery and pain I brought on myself, he makes me train his soldiers. Why would I want to return to Earth so I could feel the grace of God again and become even more saddened to know that grace is not for me? I am damned," Azul said. Azul's tears began to flow faster and heavier. His tears were ice cold. Jade's curiosity encouraged him to simply ask, what was heaven like? Suddenly, Azul grew to a tremendous height, hovered over him, and roared louder than any demon Jade had ever heard. Get yes. Jade ran out of the room, terrified. Once the door closed, Azul transformed back into his old form and began weeping uncontrollably. The ice that covered the walls in Azul's room was from an eternity of his tears. Jade reached the final stage before returning to Earth. He was now a demon. Jade looked around at the other demons that made it to this stage. Out of a group of about 500 souls, only 30 became demonic. It was clear that becoming a demon really meant immersing oneself in a complete state of denial. Most souls were like Azul. They could not change their misery into hate because they now had complete awareness of who to blame for their suffering. It was neither God nor humans, but themselves. It angered Satan that he could not flood the earth with demons. Even while reigning in hell, he was forced to abide by the rules of God. He still had boundaries, and all the illusions he could conjure could not hide that one solitary truth. Satan had to be relentless and needed to work hard to build his army. Satan created support systems for new demonic creations. He encouraged them to link with very well-connected demons living on earth for centuries. Jade, when you return to earth, go see Samuel Linden. He's expecting you. Satan told him. Jade and the other newly trained demons were in the room of voices. This was the place where people on Earth using Ouija boards and other methods of black magic communicated with demons. You could hear voices saying, Enter our world, Dark Lord. Many were chanting. The demons moved their hands in the air, spelling out letters to communicate with them. Jade answered the call of a human named Max. The demons were taught that before they could enter the world, they needed the permission of a human. The demons also needed a blood sacrifice from Earth to open a portal. Max had given Jade the permission he needed, but had difficulty catching something to kill. Max, do you have a domesticated animal? Jade scribbled in the air. The cursor on the Ouija board was moving fast. Max was writing as fast as he could, trying to decipher the message. Yes, Max replied. Jade wrote, Kill the animal. Hurry. There is is not not much much time. time. Max jumped up and crept into his sister's room. Her cat, Mitzi, was sitting there. Max had some cat food that lured her to him. He entered his room and tied the cat's feet and arms and began chanting. I summon all the darkness to envelop this place and allow the Dark Lord to enter the realm of Earth, the devil's domain. Jade listened to his chant and wondered why it was taking so long, why he had to be so dramatic. He quickly wrote, "Hurry." Max saw the cursor move and placed the cat on the board. He lifted his knife, hesitated, and then brought it down into the animal's furry abdomen. Max saw a portal open up on the floor. Wind blew violently in his room as posters of rappers and rock stars flew off the walls. A vortex opened up before Jade. It was red and black. Without hesitation, Jade jumped in and was immediately swept away. The portal twisted and turned. He was moving as fast as light. Upon his arrival, Jade shot up, hit the ceiling in Max's room, and landed on the floor. Max pressed himself against the door in fear. Jade was lying in the fetal position, naked. He was in human form again. Max cautiously approached Jade and slowly knelt beside him. Water. Get me water. Jade's parched voice uttered. Max ran downstairs and got water from the kitchen. When he returned, Jade was lying on his back. Max gently put the water to his lips as he sipped. The cool water down Jade's throat felt so good. He opened his eyes and Max was hovered over him. Max smiled. It worked! It worked! You're here, Dark Lord. Though Jade was very weak, the few sips of water gave him enough energy to stand. Jade found a mirror and looked at himself. He touched his face and his body. He was beautiful again. He was not bleeding. He felt no pain. He smiled. I am here on earth. I am here, he bellowed. He hugged Max, and the happiness he felt gave him enough energy to lift Max up and spin him around. He could laugh again for the first time in a long while. Jade closed his eyes and whispered, I am back. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that reading of Spiritual Warfare, Please show your support by downloading a copy on Kindle. Make sure you tune in for the next chapter. Please also subscribe to A Knowing Spirit. The link is in the description. Until next time, God bless.